I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You are now listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 20. And the last skeptic, firstly, apologies for the couple months between recording I've been touring I've been working on a new record blah 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 it's all bullshit excuses I still could have done it hope you had a good Christmas etc big apologies also to anyone that can't subscribe or is a subscriber and hasn't got previous episodes without going up in the iTunes and clicking you know download and all that complicated shit some kind of bug in the system it is all sorted out now so make sure you go hit the subscribe button i've just announced tickets for march 25th the next live episode of the thanks for trying podcast starring the world famous ramesh ranganathan make sure you go cop tickets for that now it's nearly sold out already so make sure you go do that you can find the link on my twitter you're not stupid you'll figure it out so episode 20 let's do this starring returning guest michael payne and fresh from her residency on one extra melody kane enjoy this ladies and gentlemen uh welcome to episode 20 20 can you fucking believe that of the thanks for trying podcast with my two very special guests here on this saturday night melody kane and michael payne yeah, yeah, yeah. all right Tiny little clap. It rhymes. Tiny little clap. No, but it rhymes. Melody Kane and Mike Payne. It does rhyme. You should have a talk show. I feel like that's... Kane and Payne. Kane and Kane. Kane. I'd want, I'd want Kane to come first. Kane and Payne. Kane and Payne. Also, it sounds a bit like a detective agency. Oh my yeah. God, let's do that. That'll be more fun than a talk show. Kane like, and Payne. Fighting crime. crime. Let's, let's like, sir, like, we have to kind of solve like really specific crimes. Like, you know, like really fucked up ones that mm. nobody can get help for. Yeah. yeah. Hit, hit like me with Sharky an example. George, the crime the sea. Remember the crime busters of the sea? Like they Sharky were fucking awesome. And George. The crime busters yeah. of the sea. Can I be Sharky, please? I don't want to be George. What was George? Was George still a shark? like a big pink blob. It was okay. No, was he? I, no, I can't remember. Was he? What, 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 what did George look like? What was George? Sharky Jesus, was the I can't shark. remember now. Was he an elephant? Was- no, it's because I just yeah, sea dwelling elephant. elephant. We, should, we should explain that I've got a tape in my house that uh, Melody just found that is for Wanker the Caring Elephant. I'll put up a picture of it. I found it. I was in Boston and I was just going around like charity shops looking for vinyl. Was Boston, USA or Boston, Boston in Lincolnshire? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Obviously the less glamorous one in the USA. Um, and, and I just found it in there and totally that pun, like what the, the, the meaning of it had been lost. 
on everyone there. <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, it's Wanker, the caring elephant, of course. It's my That's just a cartoon. Wanker. <laughs> wanker. 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 No, they would have gone, it's, it's Wanker. 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 It's Wanker. It's Wanker. That's what they probably would have said. <laughs> the caring elephant. I want accountability for that. It's amazing. Can we actually, though, start this like detective agency? I feel really excited. I want it to have like maybe an element of, have you ever seen Cheetahs? You know, cheating is a crime. Mm. Oh, right. It's that- every day. Maybe we could do like a UK version of Cheetahs, but with cheaters. us. Like, you can be that guy that's really like, and then as he held her hand, lying to your face the way that he does is he caresses another woman. You can be that guy. You know, the one oh, that's real. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'd want to be, actually, I don't think I'd really want to be. A bat too tough snitching on the man, them. No, I want to be the one with the camera that runs yeah, into running their in. establishment. That's it. Catching them and yeah. kicking in the, in the door. I'll be, I'll be the voice. You be the I'll voice over there. At what, at what point, and if you're not smashing in the door and you're just like creeping in, at what point do you do you stop it? You know what I mean? How, how much do you watch until you say stop? Until there's enough evidence. <laughs> yeah. So at least half an hour to 45 minutes. I think you're legally obligated to watch the whole thing. You have to watch, get some popcorn. Yeah. You have to enjoy that. All right. No, cool. not popcorn. Like something silent when you eat it. Oh yeah, true. Uh, Imagine that being your job. Though. I can think you know, of anything like... silent. I eat everything so loudly. Like the um, pick and mix. It's really true. So you guys uh, haven't seen each other for ages. So I'm really glad I could reunite. I mean, yeah. we uh, I don't know. We, we sort of have, but what happens is we see each other all the time at various things. And then like with the best intentions, we're always going to hang out and mm-hmm. we kind of never yeah. do. But there's that beautiful understanding every time we see each other that it's just fine. Yeah, we yeah. had an extended period of like hanging out in, um, well, it wasn't recently, it was like last summer in at Boardmasters oh Festival. Oh my God, that was We sort so of lived in the same house for a while. I'm just, like, when you said you lived in a house at a festival, I feel like I need, my OCD needs to know more. Oh, right. No, so no, the, 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 the house wasn't on site or anything. Oh, okay, right. No, no, the fine. house was quite a while away from the they're missing, festival Festivals site. are missing That's a trick. Really, it was a horrible house, by the way. What, the accommodation, they should just, <laughs> they should just build do a festival on an estate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just cut out the middle, man. Just live in squats. That's it. <laughs> A squat festival. The festival. Squest- can you survive? Without a, a drug habit at the end of it. <laughs> come out of the festival without a yeah, needle. Yeah, if you, if you come out there without, and, and you're not addicted to crack, that's yeah. your payment. Whoa. So today, today so I wanted to ask you, um, Melody, about you've got no cane, no gain. Yes. So the, tell, tell us about it because it looked sick and you had it today. Yes, no cane, no gain. So um, we basically did like a one-off as part of um, the Hoxton Hotel's Fresh and Fit Festival. Um, so No Cane No Gain is basically where I'm on the decks DJing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have somebody like that hosts the class, like a guest MC. Uh, this time was Versatile and um, a trainer that takes the class. Um, so yeah, like the whole idea is that I love fitness, mm-hmm. but I found that the classes I went to, they were like geared around the class, not so much the music. Mm-hmm. So No Cane No Gain is about it being like a fitness experience, but with like amazing music. Because the music loads. is terrible, Jim. No, it's terrible. It's literally the worst, like the worst. Yeah play like loads of games like fitness games so whenever we're focusing on the glutes or go in with a dance hall you yeah. know when we're doing like high cardio I play drum and bass so Sick. it's really like uh, an experience that proper engineer yeah, yeah like to enjoy man because fitness you know it's, it's it's meant to be enjoyed it's mm. you know it can be hard but I just want people to enjoy it yeah yeah make it more accessible have fun like we've got to have fun while we're training yeah because you know I went to a lot of classes I found them really boring yeah, I've only just started getting back into it and it's 
the thing that definitely the thing that annoys me most is the music in the gym. Secondly, oh. the people in the gym. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, like, people in gym are just really annoying. This is why I actually do prefer like bodybuildery gyms mm. because even though they're annoying in their own way, the grunting, etc., you know, the excess steroids. But mm. the fact is, is that they are all there to for like to get fit, you know. So yeah. well, they're not there to get fit; they're there to just like grow their muscles <laughs> yeah, massively pose. big, so they can pose and walk around, you know, at their dormant jobs. Not stereotyping, <laughs> but the thing I like about bodybuilder gyms is like you're left alone. You know, people are so busy focusing on themselves. Mm. Basically, they're so narcissistic yeah. in bodybuilder gyms that you don't have to worry about being bothered because yeah. everyone's there on their mission. Whereas a lot of gyms, you know, they're just yeah, I find I do find gyms a bit boring. Yeah, very boring. You find places. them boring. Yeah, very boring. Yeah, I come to no gain, no gain. I'll do it. I want to do it because yeah, it gives it forces me to do it. Because like I, I've been I've been chatting to to Michael Payne about it recently. I've been trying to do running and I've never run it before in my life. Like I lost like two stone last year by just doing weights and and I was trying mad hard. But now I want to I want to increase stamina. So I've yeah. been finally got to five k like last week okay, and well I was done. so happy. You, because I used to not be able to run half a K. <laughs> you know what I really funny. find good is like when you go abroad, when you're away, just run, you know, when you're mm. somewhere hot. Because I, I love, I do love running, but I just, I struggle to breathe trying to run around London. Yeah. I have to go to really like green areas. Now this is what I've realised because it's a real thing, the pollution in mm. our lungs, like it's not good. It's really I, bad. I am a treadmill guy, but only because I used to, I, I still live in Hackney, but when I lived in the area that I grew up in, I used to just run into, not literally collide with them, but I'd, I'd see people along along the way that I knew and, and feel rude not stopping mm. to have a chat. And so I thought, you know what? <clears throat> just have more private runs. So I'd just go on the treadmill and that that's my running routine. Do I don't really though? do. Not really. Mm. Do you find yourself watching the 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 distance and the and the time? Because yeah. that's what I always do. Mm. I do. But the thing is, I used to watch the distance and the time because I was like, please just like, can time just hurry the fuck up yeah. right now? Can I just, or, do you know what I mean? I, I want to get this over and done with. Mm. But I think now I just watch the time and the distance out of boredom because it's the only thing that's actually changing. So, uh, Justin, you you just came back from Portland. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. And I've been literally not asking you anything about it. You may It may have seemed like I was a disinterested friend. If no, I'm I, I didn't even I didn't even realise it. Didn't even you ask you if no, you had said, fun. Well, like, when, when, when Kim mentioned it, and then you said, oh, I'm not asking you on purpose. Yeah. Um, then you realised. Then that, I realised. Then you yeah. took back all the hate, hateful letters that you'd written to me. Why <laughs> <laughs> you ask me about my trip? <laughs> so tell me about it. You went to Nike headquarters, man. Mate. Jeez. It was like, it was like a pilgrimage. Yeah. Honestly. I've been a fan of Nike for my, my whole, uh, since I can remember, mm. since I can remember liking things. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've liked Nike things. Yeah. And um, I've, I've really, really wanted to travel to Portland and just see it, you know? Yeah. Um, so did, I saw you had little, like, bikes, Nike bikes. Yeah, yeah. They, so in, in Portland, you know, just like, just like over here, we've got the bike schemes. There's yeah. various ones. It used to be Barclays, right? But have you seen there's all them idiot little silver and orange bikes? They're leaving them everywhere. Up against trees what are they? Because they're always, they just they're always on like the little, ground. Like, they're just, what is it? I don't like that scheme. Who's, who's, whose scheme is that? And why are the bikes always on the floor? And the bikes <laughs> look so floor. cheap and shit as well. Yeah. I don't know who's flooding yeah. the streets yeah. with these so bikes. Yeah. There's obviously some kind of bike cartel that's just going Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. Undercutting, <laughs> undercutting <laughs> the banks. Just they think that they're just gangs like, yeah, we're going to flood the streets flood the with these shitty 
silver and orange bike. Because it's, like, just it's like the them, crack right? of bikes. Yeah, they do you know what I mean? Up. Like the the banks have got like the cocaine. Yeah, and these guys are just flooding the streets with shit. Grey, just them, them bikes are whack. Yeah, but, but so can you tell me because they're not attached to anything? So no, I don't know where people so are getting. I don't know how people scan, are paying for I them. think they're locked until you scan something on your Fam, phone. I never see That's those bikes locked up. I never yeah. see. No, them no, I, I mean, no. I think they're, the actual the, the pedals are locked. So you can't move them until you, yeah. But then that doesn't stop the fact that they're a fucking nuisance. That they're all over the streets, everywhere. Well, they had they had this scheme in um I was in Melbourne a couple of months ago, and they had them the same thing everywhere. But people were dashing the bikes. Actually, in Sydney, they had them. People had thrown them into the into the, like off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like <laughs> just tons of them. You can't like, do that with a forest bike. They're so heavy. They I are. I feel like they were they brought are. in to just reduce the population of London. Well, yeah. it's just, just like there's too many of these fucking people here. So yeah. gonna bring in some unmaneuverable heavy concrete bikes and people just get taken out as they try and ride them you know I remember when they first came in everyone was just falling over in the yeah, road yeah. like getting their heads run over by traffic <laughs> i mean exaggerating a little bit but i know there were quite a few accidents so many people yeah, I remember the great year road of cult. 2015 <laughs> it wouldn't surprise no, me when the bikes first came in a lot of people were and i'm not laughing like becoming decapitated and you know Decap- fall, <laughs> falling the great, over. The great Boris bike beheading. Yes, it was a population reduction. This is gruesome. Yeah. Gruesome. How did I miss this? Take the bus. <laughs> did you see some mad shit at Nike? Did you see some like super super rare shit? Just like yeah, top, top secret stuff. Did you see Mr. No, Nike? You know what? There was a Mr. Nike <laughs> with a big tick on his head. Yeah. Yeah, his head is a you tick. me. It's <laughs> taken your years. Yes, but you found like, me. He's got no mouth, but you can hear him speak. Yeah. <laughs> He's the final boss. <laughs> no, there was there was a building that, that um I wasn't even allowed in. Oh. Yeah. That is literally all I can say. And about you don't even know what was in, in that building. building. Can you can you speculate on what was in that no. building? Plans for stuff, Shit. I think. Plans. Mm. The factory. Like he's magical, man. Probably the sweatshop. Yeah. <laughs> the sw- go in there. I, was, <laughs> I was gonna say it. So wait, you're wearing some new you'll have to at least big up your new your new Vapor Max today. Vapor Max Plus, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I went to level up. The big on Met the final boss I went to level up. Eighteen hundred inch heels. <laughs> <laughs> they are a bit platformy. Yeah, they're These great. Are really nice though. They're like the thing is I, I love them. When I first saw them, I thought, are they a bit orthopedic? or not but then obviously now I really like them so I would now and obviously because of peer pressure now I want them yeah so it doesn't matter what I think because I still want the original Air Max Plus didn't you (sighs) yeah yeah I did yeah 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 Yeah, the thing is it's two beautiful shoes hybridised it's as simple Mm, as that mm. I love the Vapor Max and I love the the, uh, Air Max Plus together it's just you know what I mean? It's beautiful. Is it like walking on just pure bubbles and clouds? Takes, do you know what? I'm used to... The thing is, it's it's um, it's um got the ride of a of a Vapor Max anyway because of the sole. Right. So it, mm. I'm kind of used to walking on Vapor Max now anyway. But it, when you do first... You feel a difference in your gait. Like when you when you first put on Vapor Max, you feel like you're walking a bit like OJ Simpson. Do you know what I mean? Right. Mm. <laughs> Covered in blood. Inappropriately. <laughs> Melody, are you you're are you a sneaker head as well? I, I used to be a lot more of one. And I don't know where the switch came from. It's I just I used to sort of feel like I was just over obsessing, like mm. my room and everything was just like a shrine. And now I just I don't know. Have you gone clutter free? I, I've I went I've gone more min- minimalist, yeah. definitely. Um 
And I just found that even with all, like, all the sneakers I had, I was still kind of wearing like the same pattern of seven to ten all the time anyway. So I just thought, yeah. what am I doing? Like, it's just... It's when you have like ten pairs of black trainers that all do, that look the same, yeah. I just started... I started like feeling a way about having too much stuff when I like you know like people that, that I, uh, my friends were working with or like doing charity work or working with refugees or whoever I was like they have like nothing so mm. I started just giving away like everything for, did you I, feel only, amazing I bet you felt amazing yeah it's I did it was, a, it was when you start giving everything 100% away. yeah definitely it's part part feeling free and part being super OCD and wanting to just clear everything out mm. and partially it's totally selfish it makes you feel better you know what I mean? it makes yeah. you feel better about you know, yourself the, too the, they say that to actually give to people that need need it is is the most elated feeling that you yeah. can get i think that i think that's the thing i think i just have stopped caring about stuff as much as i used to care about it mm. i used to really care about stuff and now i'm just finding it all a little bit pointless and not in you know not in a negative way but just as in there's, there's got to be more to this because yeah. uh, you know there's times where like if I can recall my happiest moments in life that you know some of those times are like when I'm in Thailand with like hand luggage mm. and the same pair of flip flops yeah. you know and I've been there for a month with the absolute basics yeah. and I've been happier then than when I've you know been in Dubai with you know a suitcase just full of shoes so yeah. I've got a different pair of kicks for each day you know, do you know what I mean so I don't it weighs you down like, both yeah. phys- physically and, and emotionally you know yeah. what I mean when you've got all this stuff I feel like I've started looking at things a bit differently and just wanting to to rid of physical and mental clutter mm, mm. so like collecting shoes was kind of a part of that i've really got rid of loads of stuff which is great yeah yeah uh, do you meditate as well yeah yeah and actually the, the deeper i got into meditation the less i stopped caring about material things yeah yeah, it's, it's difficult. I know that like it should be such an easy thing to sit yeah. down, but actually trying to make the time to meditate is such a difficult thing. It's really hard, and I found that um, what I try to do in the morning now is like do my affirmations for the day, and then I'll just catch my meditation in little moments where I'm say on public transport, if I'm on the tube, or if I'm on the bus, I'll just like take a little moment and just close my eyes and just do a little five to ten minutes. I can do that now. I live in East London because taking the bus in East London is a completely different experience to taking the bus in south okay so, so i found that i would never take the bus in south london again not that there's anything wrong with south london i love it i lived there 10 years i'm just saying now like when you're on a bus in east london there's peace to meditate when yeah. it's in south london oh, i there. need to travel in the parts of east london you're traveling in but very rare just the 55 i'm, I'm more a tube tube and car it's a lot better now than it used to be I think the place I used to feel most stressful was on the 29 bus. Is the 29 bus stressful? The 29, Camden, Camden, it was Camden to Finsbury Park. I used to travel when I was 13, 14 years old, coming back from clubs, like London Bridge. So I'd go central and it would be like 3, 4 a.m. And Mm. on this 29 bus, like I saw so many people get stabbed. Like (laughs) The bus was literally a war zone. It was a war zone. It was a portal into another world. Bus roads were portal Blood everywhere, (laughs) all sorts. Vomit. I think I've seen every imaginable bodily fluid. On the 76 bus. I swear down. Peace. No. Diarrhea. Yeah. No. Vomit. I remember one of my first earliest memories on a bus, and this is word to mumsy, because my mum was there with me, obviously. I was mm. mad young. I think we were on the Oh, what were we on? We were either on a 243 or a 149 because we mm. used to live in Stoke Newton at the, t- at the time, round the corner, um, just behind the police station. Mm. And we were getting a bus to Dalston. So we're on this bus. And there's a guy sitting um, 
two seats in front of us and then another guy comes on the next stop and sits between us, right? Mm. And sneezes oh. all over the guy's back in front of him, snot everywhere and doesn't say anything. And I swear to God, all I remember is my mum just looking at me, just going, you don't say shit. I'm not getting involved in this shit. Yeah. It was disgusting. It was all... It was proper like I used because uh, I used to watch um Nickelodeon was shit it? like Gunge yeah, in it yeah, like it guns. was Gunge fam it was so nasty. Oh, I will always God, remember yeah. that. So, you know, I will always remember that's one of my out. earliest memories on the bus. They want us to cut out using our cars so much, but you see, it's like (laughs) sometimes it's just not possible. You know what I mean? Mm. uh, I'm kind of safe on the 55. I don't mind the 55. (laughs) It's the only route. No, I only go the 55. (laughs) You should should try getting a bus in LA. Now that is fucked up. Is it? Got a bus in Portland, but that was like. LA buses, there's so many crazy people on the bus I think I'd find it endearing because I'd be in America, I'm like, I'm in LA. Do you know what? That's true, you know. I I, I swear down, it sounds sounds weird, but I don't mind sort of, you know, the shouters and that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that come and talk to themselves. I prefer them to a bus full of school children any day. Right, okay. Definitely. There's hazards everywhere, literally on the way here. I stopped at a traffic lights in the car. I looked to the left of me. There's just a drunk man in the middle of Shoreditch um, playing darts just what? on the pavement at a shop front. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, what I love even more about that fact, as I just kind of let my head out the window, yeah, one, was that you know people were just walking past him as normal, stopping oh. just before he threw the next dart and then continuing as he'd thrown it. Like, this shit's just so normal. We're just so used to seeing just crazy shit all the Bonkers time everywhere. Shit. We just sort Amazing. of walk around. I feel like we're in a giant computer game. Yeah. You know, like, remember Lemmings and things like that where there's yeah. all these like, mad obstacles? Lemmings. Well, there was that article recently that there's every chance that we could be a simulation in some higher beings like their, their version of the sims <laughs> who's controlling me you, who is sake, it i need a new car yeah <laughs> and maybe i do want some of my old kicks back <laughs> um before we go so I, don't, I haven't even time to have we done do you think we've done half an hour i haven't even looked um before we do i wanted to talk to you about your one extra residency because that's yeah. Yeah, congratulations. really amazing so cool so t- tell us all of just lay it down when did it start so it actually started in December. Okay. Um, so there's four of us, four residents, myself, Sanuchi Shai, yeah. Jeremiah, Asiyama, and um, Kenny Allstar. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, it's, it's great. It's, for me, it's just really nice because I've been doing covers on One Extra. I've been doing a lot of depth, so that's like covering mm-hmm. other people's shows. So you, you, know, you fit in with the format of their show. Yeah. So this is nice because it's like two hours, once a month, to just be able to express you know, my musical taste yep. and I'm trying to bring some kind of like fitness and lifestyle tips into it. So on my first show, JME came through and mm-hmm. gave me like his top five, um, five a day, like tips for health and well-being, mm-hmm. which was amazing. We're just chatting, you know, about being vegan. Um, and yeah, I'm focusing on like different cities throughout the world for City Focus, which is where I like shine a light on free artists from a city that people probably haven't heard about and you've got a lot of creative control over it as well yeah yeah complete creative control yeah like the producers are really good and it's yeah man it's really it's nice it's it's I know I should think of like an adjective that's more <laughs> like uh, sometimes so, nice, sometimes deeper, but sometimes nice sometimes is just yeah. Nice like, biscuits were my favourite, so yeah. <laughs> you know? nice biscuits are really good. It's so good. Don't you think like the, Wait a minute. the more plain think, biscuits are the best? You know, like digestives and stuff. <laughs> digestives. Rich I think I might know. I think I might know something. About, I think they might be nice biscuits. Oh nice. no! Yeah, don't like even. That's not. It's not like the place in France. Okay. Yeah, I think. I think. 
Yeah, I think it's niche. Was it double C? I could C? be wrong though. Was no. it double C? No, no that's the, they that's were just the clothing. Nice. That is the clothing. Yeah, that's double C, yeah. And Nitch, isn't that Nietzsche? Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Custard yeah. creams are always kind of the best though, aren't they? Can't really yeah, have biscuits now. Custard cream. I can't I can't eat pain. I can't eat biscuits. No bourbons. Remember the last time I ate biscuits? Why don't we eat biscuits anymore? I still eat biscuits sometimes. I've seen him eat biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's true. Sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. just you box them off in the traditional <laughs> sense of that. Really any term. nutritional biscuits value. Biscuits and strawberry those, nourishment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I miss nourishment. Oh, I don't. I still have it. I, I, you know it's cowpass. Not bothered. You, none of them rumors come. Oh, it's pig spunk. It's not. Rumors. I used to hear no, so many talking, rumors I'm about nori. You know it's pig semen. I'm just talking. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> I'm you sucked off a pig fan. <laughs> How the fuck do you know which one of these ingredients is pig's eating? I'm just talking about milk in general. I don't know about nourishment. What's the thing about nourishment? People used to get spread all the lies oh, about nourishment. No, nourishment when I was like, I used, to, I, used to, I used to drink a nourishment every day in school. And then Sway, who I went to school with, mm. he was a, like a year older than me. And he came to me one day. He was like, bro, you shouldn't drink nourishment, man. And I was like, why? And he goes, because it makes you infertile. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? Do, you so have do you have any twelve? I don't. So he could well, be there right. You go. So maybe he, he was could right. Be right. That's why he's got kids. <laughs> Fuck. Shit, man. He was right all along. Oh wait, but he <laughs> was trying to get me to drink super malt because he was, you know, that's all he drank. He drank tons super of malt it. is peng, but nourishment it hits the it hits a spot that super malt can't. Yeah. Describe that spot to me. It's a. Uh, it's. <laughs> It's like a milkshake. It's the it's the spot that milkshake hits, but slightly to the left because it's less kind of bubbly and frothy. Mm. It's just quite smooth. It's it's, it's quite thick Don't in a weird way. Don't you feel flimmy when you drink milkshakes? Yeah, yeah, but it's an occupational hazard, isn't it? No, it's we're not meant to. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I feel a bit bloated when I eat white bread, but boy, a sandwich is good still. So I have to. Eat. Sometimes I just I just the thing is I'm not. I'm too lazy to be vegan. I'm not one of those people that like. I think it takes less work. I don't cook the meat though. How long, how long have you, you been vegan for? I stopped eating meat about four years ago, but yep. then like there was, I was pescatarian for a good year and a half. Yeah. yeah. And then I stopped eating fish and eggs. Because really, eggs are just like chicken fetus, chicken period. Chicken period, yeah. Chicken period, Delicious really. chicken period. Yeah. But, chicken period but muffin. You... <laughs> <laughs> I. Like, I... <laughs> That's that's. Yeah, I, mean, I would buy that. I, would buy that. <laughs> I, I, I was a vegetarian for twenty seven years okay. for the first twenty seven of, of my years, um, but then I realised I couldn't eat gluten or I couldn't eat a lot of bread mm. and uh, dairy products were just fucking with me. Yeah, and also right. putting on so much weight. Like I realised the only thing unhealthy in my diet that I was having was just cheese. Yeah. I was just eating all kinds of cheese. It was so good. <laughs> Everything. Every cheese, Every cheese you can find. Cheese. Every cheese. You were the cheese That's a great pro song. Man, I just, I just, on tour, like that was it. That's the only thing I asked for. It's like, mm. just, just give me cheese. cheese. What's the meat. Cheese. cheese. That's it. Mm. Um, and like, but yeah, I, I realized I just couldn't eat it because, mm. you know, acid, I only had acid when I ate cheese and you then I had just, so much better. Yeah. But the thing now is because I can't pretty much can't eat fake meat, you know, and fake meats, mm. a lot of, most of it is made with wheat and with uh, gluten, what, like even seitan. Yeah. yeah. Most corn is. But to a, be honest, um, it's not good because that's made from soy. And, and you exactly. Know, soy like I had, I had soy from Monsanto. It's not good. Yeah, so chemical yeah. being it's genetically modified. It's, you know, like I don't. 
I don't have um, meat replacements because I think they're just as bad, if not worse, mm. than meat. I stopped, you know, a big reason why I stopped eating meat and dairy and all these things was because I became very conscious of what was going mm. in my body. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not going to replace that with like another chemically made product. Mm. I'd just like rather just replace it with vegetables. Yeah. The thing is really, all meat that we have and everything, like it's always seasoned and it's always seasoned with plant-based mm. products. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the worst thing that, that people have said? Because I, I found as a vegetarian, like I was never I never preached to people or anything I always spoke to people and was like telling people the facts and whatnot you know and uh and and but I found a lot when I would have dinner with people mm. that people would like you know point me out and just go you you're vegetarian why explain yourself and it would be mad aggressive and I'm like I'm just here you because they've got that angry death inside <laughs> yeah. that's what it is it's all that angry meat <laughs> and I was just like man like I you know, I, I probably was more aggressive back then, you know, th- in my response. I'll just be like, listen, I will punch a cow in the face. I just won't eat it. <laughs> but like, I was just more like, I'm not here commenting. You enjoy your food, whatever. This is a personal choice for me. You know, I've, I've had 27. I never tried meat before I was 27. Mm. And, I honestly um, feel like, it, you know what I mean? Like it is, I mean, I say it like lightheartedly, but you know, like whatever choices anybody makes is is entirely up to them for me it came from a thing where somebody kind of educated me about certain things and then I started looking into it myself and then I realized okay like when I eat meat or when I eat dairy I do get really bloated I do feel a certain way so when I cut it out I noticed I just started feeling really different and my mood improved and my hair and my skin and everything like all jokes aside I do hate that heavy aggressive we're vegan, you're, you know, you're somehow less because you eat meat. Nobody's less than anybody else. You know, no one's more important than me and I'm no more important than anybody else. But if we just arm ourselves with facts and know what's right for our body, then, you know, I believe that we're all meant to eat differently anyway. It's more about our blood type. Yeah, exactly. to our blood type. Yeah, because yeah. there's just certain things that I could eat if I wanted to that I, you know that I know don't make me feel good. You know, like, even like potatoes. When oh, I eat potatoes, hate, they just hate potatoes, blow no. me out. Like, so what, you hate potatoes? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> Reese hates potatoes, like in all forms. Do you? I what, just even hate, chips? I only like potatoes. chips, basically. Yeah. And even chips are such a side dish in like the literal sense of the word and also like in the, the sort of slang sense as well. They're like, I can't just have chips on their own. I'd have to have like a main course of possibly something meat based. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never met a potato I didn't like, apart from maybe a mashed one. Not Have so you seen him on like, a mashed one? Oh, mashed is made. Oh, yeah. mixed Do you know what potato. it is though? It's because I had like, I think it was the trauma from growing up where my mum, for some God knows reason, used to make us eat that um, smash, you know, that awful smash. old school smash. And she didn't even used to put any butter or anything with it. It was just like kettle boiled water smash and Mr. Brain's faggots. Like, do you remember Mr. Brain's faggots? The lamb what? The, uh, do you remember them? Do you remember I Mr. Don't. Brain's faggots? I grew up veggie, so I always used to just see them in the freezer. Oh, is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was... The, that was mm. Where did you grow up? Mm. Finsbury Park. Oh, so you had them as well? Because no, I've only we didn't have heard of people eating faggots in, like, Scotland and, like, up north and that. How have they not changed the name? No, I think they're still called Mr. Brain's Faggots. You find them in the freezer section, don't you? Yeah, I think I know, but how are they... How have they not changed the name? bullshit. Because I think they were that before they were that. Mm. You get me? So they can't change... Do you know what I mean? But they existed as... 
They're, they're old school things, you get me? Awful, like Finder's crispy pancakes. And my mum was an awful cook, absolutely awful, which really made me like learn to cook myself mm. and yeah I'm a good cook you know that's a good a good point to uh, break for the for the tradition of a piss break so mm. we'll be back momentarily alright welcome back to the Thanks for Trying podcast episode 20 um, when no one had a piss but I made a shot a health shot because today I'm super I'm super hungover today I'm, su- I'm not gonna lie um, so I'm quite glad to have made this ginger, sorry, no ginger, turmeric and lemons and cayenne shot. So everyone in the room has one. Cheers. 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 Who's Cheers. to health, good living. To health. No cowpaws. No cowpaws. Mm. It's pretty delicious, actually. I'm not mad mm. at that. Great shot. I feel oh, yeah, invigorated. I feel ready to get drunk again now. Um, so you, you were on Come Down With Me. Oh my God. <laughs> this was, okay. Like, it's never going to leave you alone. That? This must be like 10 years ago. No way. When I was in Brighton, because I'm originally from Brighton. Mm. So I've lived in London about eight years. So maybe it was about nine years oh, ago. Shit. Yeah. And um, you know what? Generally, like hand on heart, I just loved the program. Yeah. So I wanted to be on it because I loved the program. I was quite naive, I think, back then to things like, you know, how constructed reality TV mm. is and how it's all bollocks. And I like, literally, yeah, I just loved the program and wanted to go in there and cook. And um, it just put me with the most weird people. Oh God! What, what were they like? I'm so, so intrigued. Being from Brighton, so we had like um. It was like a 60-year-old drag queen, yeah. but he was like a proper bitch, you know, like 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 I watch RuPaul's Drag Race and just think, oh, these people like are so funny and loving and think I want to hang out and a little bit bitchy, but it's fun. No, this bitch was not like that. <laughs> he was just like a proper bitter old queen. Um, and then there was a, a gay comedian mm. and then there was this, this awful, awful woman like who was, I think she was in her 50s, but again, she was like one of those really kind of like bitter strange women like it was just really weird like, I'm, a, I'm a woman lover so it was just a very weird set of people and um we were all put together I was the only one of you know any 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 kind of ethnic background and I made Caribbean food and it's it's literally it's, it was just almost a testament to like how white and middle class Brighton is because all the complaints that came up against me were like oh She's trying to get us too drunk. She's giving us too much alcohol. There's too much food. Oh, no. There's so Please many courses. Please don't tell me spicy. That would have like, been... Yeah, I'm like, oh. motherfuckers, this is what happens when you go around to black people's houses. They, <laughs> they get you drunk because they're being sociable. They give you loads of food, more food than you can eat. Also, how is that a complaint? There's so many courses. Yeah, but it, it, this is the thing. It was a complaint. So it was just... That's it, ridiculous. It was just a weird experience, actually, because that's how I really... The first time I kind of saw, like, how, you know, production worked and, mm. like, there was hours between courses when they were doing loads of different takes and of course the food went cold and that it was actually a really good experience because that's when I realised like oh this is just all bollocks isn't yeah. it like reality TV is bullshit like none of it's real mm. they'd already like fabricated who was going to be what character oh. what kind of character I was going to be you know they're always trying to do this like angry black person yeah. thing in these like, Th- there's you know, a narrative there's, there's a narrative wanna, yeah. and I, I was I was just really quite naive and so when I watched it back I was like oh I didn't I didn't really like the way it, I came across, but it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting, um, 
It was just an interesting take on things. Not long after that, I left Brighton. I just thought, oh, <laughs> come back to me, maybe. I was just, my childhood home. I'm never coming back. No, it just um, it just made me realize like, oh, like even somewhere can be like a cool, fun city like Brighton, mm. but it's still just a small little seaside town. Yeah. Oh, fuck this! I'm going to London, you bastards. <laughs> I think the thing that upsets me the most, apart from them complaining that there's too much food. That upsets me the most. Oh, there was so much food. There but was so but much why food. complain about that? They, they, they make complaints heart. out of like matters of choice as well. Yeah. It's like they, there was too much alcohol. It's like you weren't forcing it down these yeah. people's throats. Well, I mean, I kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> there was literally like I handmade everything. So I did like, it was like a kind of like eight course extravaganza. Yeah. We had like saltfish fritters uh, and like homemade cornbread to start. I like scooped out loads of pineapples and made like, rum punch it had fucking umbrellas oh, and cherries and all this then in between every course like we did a shot of honey rum mm. but I didn't have any shot glasses so I was giving it to them in egg cups which I think I lost a couple of points for oh, but I thought I was being innovative yeah. um, then there was like jerk chicken curry goat rice and peas festivals and dumplings homemade coleslaw what? and I made banana bread Damn. homemade key lime pie what? Um, I made coconut ice rum coffees and one of the women like deducted me for points because I didn't make my own custard I'm like oh bitch I've been, after all that I've been in the kitchen wow. for weeks bitch okay wow. and yeah honestly yeah. it was an epic meal I used to no love like way. cooking I used to really express myself with my cooking before I like that was the time when I kind of first started DJing mm. I was expressing myself through music but more at that time it was through my food yeah, yeah I was like really yeah. fat I used to love food still love food but I just cook a lot and eat mm. a lot and yeah so you know fuck them I don't think I've had a dinner party since fuck that show yeah. yeah you said some stuff and I spent like a week really deep cleaning my house I think I might have <laughs> even painted a wall motherfuckers I always did think like do the people is it the person's actual house for a start do they do they get assistance with the cooking or at least the you know something like financially I think you get uh, got 125 pounds hmm. which I can tell you didn't even cover the drinks bill no because yeah I got in a lot of alcohol. I mean Aki is like 10 yeah. pounds for so, a yeah, it wasn't Shit. it didn't cover it but it was more for the experience of it being fun but by the end of the week I felt so sick like mm, I feel like they should do like a come wine with me or something or like are we talking come dancing wine, or in, oh, alcohol wine. it could be both mm. just like a carnival come dine with me yeah come wine with come me that's a great idea it's a great idea you for take them to different sections of carnival yeah each person nominates like takes uh, the, the other contestants to a different yeah. section of carnival and someone catches the best wine and then they, they're graded on I think that's perfect. Wine. I think that's perfect. It's when I when I was concept. doing uh, my a visual album for my uh, an album I had called Thanks to Trying a few years ago, and I did fourteen videos, and I came up with a lot of mad concepts myself. And one of the concepts that didn't end up getting directed because I I think it was just too dark was Come Die With Me and it was actually I wanted to make a music video about like just a story of four widows uh, planning the best funeral for their husbands Mad. I actually quite like the idea was that a time when you had a hangover or that, was that I think I've had a hangover things. constantly for about 15 years um, so we, you were talking a little bit before just before we started recording you were saying that you are not feeling the new Drake record I was just saying that um it's like, are we just, are we meant to like everything just because it's Drake? Mm. Do you feel pressured to play it? Um, 
I feel I feel like it's more like we just feel feel pressure to like it, you know. Yeah. Like we have to like it just because it's Drake. Yeah. Do you not think it will grow on you? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the okay. So that's the other annoying thing about Drake and his records is that they do always grow on me. Always, right. always. So do you not think there's a pressure to not admit then that it's grown on you? Maybe that's where the pressure is. Mm, no, because I'm always honest when I like like when I like a track. I'm never scared to not say to say that I don't like something mm. or I do like something. Like, I'm sick of playing Cardi B. I don't want to fucking hear that song anymore in a club. Like, I'm sick of it. I'm a DJ and I will be playing it later, you know, but I'm yeah. sick of hearing it. Yeah. Um. So I never mind admitting when things are just... But I'm just saying, like, are, are there certain people that whatever they bring out, it's like, you know, because they're the, they're the messiah, mm. that everyone just says they like the track, whether they do or no not. No matter what, yeah. So I'm trying to think who, who's been so consistent, no matter what, or at least has the, the, the image, the facade of consistency because everyone is too frightened because I mean me, the Migos album came out yesterday okay. and everyone's slating it everyone says okay, it's shit but when I listened it to it you know I, I played it uh, yesterday me and my boy were listening to it and I was like it's actually I'm not saying it's good because it, but it just it sounds just, like Migos, just Migos and it, it just like, sounds yeah. like Migos and if you're if you're like thinking oh you know what actually the last Migos album was like Illmatic yeah, and sure. now this new this new one is <laughs> like what do people want from a Migos album <laughs> exactly you know, to me it sounds like expecting? Migos let's be fair to them yeah you know they're just making we're a Migos then we made expect. these people you know rich and successful yeah. so it's like you can't you know you can't make these put these people on a pedal stool and then like you say mm. when they release a body of work that is exactly what they sound like they're moan about it so what, what's your stance on barking not a fan personally. I'm okay. not gonna lie to you. Mm. Not not a fan, but you know, people people do love to get behind the cause and call like more yeah. power to them. More power to people for kind of um, getting behind something. But but I think to myself, I'd love to see the same passion, the same energy for getting more women on the lineup for wireless. I was saying this that to Reese the other day. That was nonsense. I don't yeah. understand. You know what I mean? Like we've got, we've got things that, that we can really get behind so as like with, as our demographic. We can make some actual shifts. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not bashing uh, Rams at all. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because the song's, a, like, the song's an earworm. Like, I, I find myself humming it when I'm cooking. Do the guys oh, basically made this song about Lincoln, his girl from the ends, and it's, is it number two now? It's Tried like, at number two, which is is, is, is an amazing It's great. Yeah. I mean, didn't he, he lost but out to Eminem, like and to but, be fair, so, Eminem yeah. is fucking shit. So I would really, would have been so much happier with him getting the number one for Barking than Eminem. Come on, that song is terrible. You're not going to beat Eminem now, are you? Yeah. Eminem is just a machine now, isn't he? He is But he's definitely had... Uh, plugs for the hair on his face, right? Surely, Eminem don't look right. It's something's very. I'm just gonna go ahead and with. say it. Eminem don't look right. There's something about Eminem that doesn't look right. Mm. Prolonged drug use. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. That'll be it. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not mad at, at barking. Like, I, I can see why people. I'm not mad at it at all. One hundred percent. I can see why people, uh, you know, uh, disgruntled. But then at the same time, it's disgruntled because I haven't. I haven't. I've heard, seen some people on Twitter just talking about this is this yeah. is <laughs> this is nonsense and da 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 da. Yeah. But I think it's the sign of a healthy scene when you've got some that is the other side of the spectrum and it is chart topping mm. and I think it's also the sign of a healthy scene when people are arguing about it I think it's reflective of what you know people are enjoying at the moment within mm. the point. UK like yeah. for me I would never watch an episode of Back Chat because I just feel yeah. like for me 
as a black woman, it's it it's not representing what my version of being black is, but mm-hmm. it's representing what a version of being black is and being outspoken and being loud of 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 hundreds of thousands of people that engage mm-hmm. with it, and that is you know they can relate to that. Yeah. So just because you know certain people can't relate yeah. with barking, it's not for everyone. There's a whole it's heap of people that can relate to it, and those are the people that are buying the music, and those are the people that are enjoying the track. Mm-hmm. So you know mm-hmm. everything goes in waves. Do you know? Do you know the one song that in the world that I have like for maybe three minutes, say two minutes, depending on how long they keep the song playing for. I've, I've physically hated my DJ friends when they play a song. It's Kevin Little's Turn Me On. Mm. Can't stand that song. Right. But the thing is, every single time I hear that song, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in a place where there will, there will be at least 200 people dancing to it. Yeah, and that is the song that makes me realise it's it just... Not it's everything's subjective. for everyone. Yeah. Who am I to? Who yeah. am I to? If, if if they're genuinely enjoying it, who yeah. am I to to try to um, uh, convince them otherwise? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or convince them that they should do otherwise? Yeah. And that's what I think about songs like uh, Barking. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and your point was interesting because it does show the scenes in a healthy place yeah. if there are songs from the scene that are so divisive. Yeah. yeah. But yet they got to number two. Like you had like Millie Bobby Brown playing yeah. that barking tune on a Snapchat. It's reaching them echelons. Like, yeah. of course that's going to help the chart position. Of course. It, literally, do you know what I mean? Of course that's going to help that. That's millions of people being exposed to this earworm. And it started out as a freestyle, he said. Really? Yeah. I've, you know, good on him. And let Fair people, play to do him. you know what I mean? Like, Fair let play to him. Yeah, let the brother eat. Let them have their moment. Like literally, yeah, let him eat. Let him like, yeah. buy, get, please get good advice, you know, Take the money. Put he seems like a down. nice kid as well. Like, yeah, he seems cool. I can't look at that smile and think he's a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Unless he's like smiling, like because he's like murdered twenty people yeah. and he's just mad evil. <laughs> but I can't see that. Be he just looks like such a. You wish him well yeah, when you see yeah, him. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Definitely. And I know that that's, that's not money for good. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. Let's put him in a position now that you know he may or may not have been in. Ooh. So put yeah. money down on a house. You know what I mean? Get Stop down barking, man. He's seen things at seven. Put him in a better position. Give him a better footing in life so he doesn't have to go barking at seven yeah. fucking a.m. Have you seen? No, she's it? calling it. This is the this is oh, the common calling. This is the common misperception of the song. She's calling him at seven a.m. He's not going to link her. She's she's ringing off his phone at seven a.m. And that's why she's jarring. That's why she's jarring. Thought yeah. that he'd gone to barking at seven a.m. in the morning. No, he's not and getting she out of bed jarring. No, she's jarring because she's calling him at seven a.m. to go and link her. Probably, right. you know, before work. I feel like there should be a graphic novel made of this story because there, it there, could it be quite dark. Is there a video? It should be studied in anthologies, like in schools, like thirty years from now. Did you know the Rams actually <laughs> was getting called by the girl yes. to come? To barking, <laughs> to meet, discuss, him. yeah, and barking. He wasn't even referring to place. It was merely a state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you seen yeah, have you seen the memes? A, it's a like big re- metaphor. Yeah. Barking's a massive metaphor. It's political, bro. It's political. It's a political. Have you seen talk- the memes from different areas of London? Like, I might lick my ting from Hackney, so when I get in beef, she can back me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and where, where's where's the best spot that you that you played at? Because I uh, what's and because I still never been to Dubai. Like, I've played a lot of amazing places Neither. in the world, and I. I still have never played in Dubai. Dubai's fun. You know, Dubai's fun. Uh, um, in terms of what I enjoy and love as a DJ, I love festivals. So I yeah. love playing at festivals abroad. I like playing at, um, 
European festivals that have a lot of energy. Mm. Um, you've obviously got places you play abroad, which is like a specific crowd that is there for the love of the music. Mm. Then you've got places where people are just there to party and have a good time. And they time. just don't care. They, they just, just want to raise. Mm-hmm. Like we're spoiled in London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're spoiled. We can see like, we'll just go to a random gig and then like gigs will come out. And mm. we're like, yeah, we were saying that. We were saying just, that. We, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's just, oh, I just love traveling. I love being so. abroad, I love being warm. I'm yeah. so cold. <laughs> I, I really feel like anything could go on in front of us in London, and we'll all just sort of plod along. Yeah. Like, oh, like. And that is a beautiful thing when it comes to like you know like the terrorists, you know things that within the next day, you know like I remember when seven seven happened, and then I was on the train the next day, everyone was just kind of like oh, whatever, you know, like everyone just yeah. it's London, you know, like. We, I saw someone get shot yesterday before that, so yeah. it's fine, like, whatever. Yeah, the end of my road. God forbid it snows, though. Yeah, yeah. Do you know if it mean? snows, but there's, that's there's, the one uh, way. That's what, that's what terrorists should actually do. <laughs> yeah. They should just make Seed the snow on countries. If they really want to <laughs> make things grind to a halt, yeah. just make it snow. Yeah. Find a way to what make it snow. a great idea. Because <laughs> the Queen knows how to control the weather. Yes. We all know that. With her reptilian Yeah, didn't, what's her name? Um, Tara Parvin Tompkinson sort of unwittingly admit that her parents had changed the weather for like a family celebration one time. Yeah, yeah they definitely yeah. can. Because they can seed clouds. It, like, it's, it's true. You can fucking, if, there's, if it's a cloudy sky, you can go up there with planes and put something in the clouds in order for them to disperse. Chemtrails are a real thing. Look mm. it up, people. Please look it up before you feel like it isn't true just investigate it's very strange maybe there is no conspiracy theory maybe it's I'm not, I'm not, I'm maybe not it's just really bad I'm not for the saying there definitely isn't but maybe there isn't maybe it is actually just expulsion from jet engines no it's got no. to go it's got <laughs> no. to go somewhere no you know I, I, I need to show Kim this as well the the, the 9-11 documentaries mm. that that fucking like the, I love the conspiracies so good that. and that's what I mean I always sit on the fence with these things I, do, I don't know the truth yeah. do you know what I mean I don't no know the does. truth I don't know I don't know whether chemtrails are real or fake um, I don't know whether 9-11 was um, planned by George Bush I, and, and the Jews I don't know whether um, I, do you know what I mean that's a swift edit <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why 9-11 was planned by George Bush and that is the popular conspiracy theory I'm not I'm not I'm not making that up I'm not making that up whether you edit that out or not like I'm not making that up that is just I'm just regurgitating a saying something I've heard you know what I mean? You know, everyone goes, oh, you know, it's how all the Jews weren't at work that day. That's how ridiculous it is. <laughs> Who keeps it a register? Huh? <laughs> Who keeps that register? Have we logged all the Jews today? Where in, was uh, Weinstein that day? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where, where was Jacob? Where are they? Who keeps like, that? I, exactly. I, 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 people, that's what I'm saying. So you, it's hard to filter the... Yeah. It's hard to filter stuff out because you hear some ridiculous things. But the thing is, you hear some ridiculous things that could be true. And also that also reality is fucking bonkers. Mm, so exactly. if, you, if you look at like what they tell us the narrative is, yeah, which, all right, guys, there's this, there's this guy with a beard who has been on ki- a kidney dialysis machine for quite a few years and wait for it. He's been hiding in a cave that we don't know where it is. And somehow he's controlling cells like of uh, groups of people around the world without any advanced technology mm. and he's still alive and he's mm. on a kidney dialysis machine and somehow he's got control of these planes and somehow the passports have remained intact after the planes blew up. You're like, 
That is ridiculous. Yeah, if you course. tried to tell me that, I'd be like, just of get off the pipe. You know what I mean? That is mm. ridiculous. So I don't know. I'd, I'd, pff, fuck knows. That's in, in conclusion. Fuck knows. This is what I always say. Exactly. Yeah. They're interesting. Don't get me wrong. I love reading conspiracy theories. I do love yeah. reading them, but I just, I just never know. They're just, for me, they're just interesting. Yeah. My favorite one is the Smiths and Princess Diana one. What's what's that? About how, about how um, they predicted the death of Princess Diana in on, a Smith um, song. Some life in night, isn't it? Remember the symptoms, like all these catastrophic mm. events yeah. that the symptoms yeah. have previously shown. Even the, you know, the, the episode of that buffoon becoming president, mm. and then they did that still of him standing in that exact same exactly place, and everybody same. was placed in exactly the same. Place. Do you think that's just them fucking with us, like the Illuminati? Trump, whoever it is, just going, let's just try and make it, let's try and fuck him up. We know yeah. he's going to tweet. We know, you know, he's being, uh, he's he's purposely making himself come across as a illiterate buffoon. Mm-hmm. You know, you, only somebody that smart could yep. make, could characterize themselves in the way that he is. You know, mm-hmm. he's not this idiot. No. He's not this fucking moron. Like, that. there's, you know, there's a lot of serious things going on there. So everyone gets hung up on, what he's actually doing yeah. rather than looking at the narrative behind it. Definitely. Like this is like a mass distraction technique for mm. us to all just focus on, oh my God, what's he tweeted today? Yeah. You're all missing the point. It makes me <laughs> so angry when I see people tweeting Trumpisms and all of this stuff. You're it's like, missing the you're point, missing the like, point. Yeah, but do you not think, yeah, because, and I, and I always say this to people about terrorism mm. uh, and how it's perceived and, mm. and you know, the media, um, obviously perpetuate this kind of idea that it's all from the Middle East and blah, mm. blah, blah, and it's all from Islam. But remember, terror, the face of terrorism was an Irishman, a mm. few, do you know what I mean, decades yeah, exactly. ago, right? So just like Trump, we're forgetting that there have been presidents as stupid, basically, yeah. i.e. George W. Bush. Yeah. Oh, my God. He if he had Twitter now, think, if, if, think about it. If, so if George Bush was president now... yeah. He would have said, "How do we know it wouldn't be just shit. as bad as if Trump?" But it's just that Trump is so much more visible, isn't he? Because yeah, if Nixon media. had Twitter, if Reagan had Reagan was an actor. Reagan is essentially what Trump. You know what I mean? If he, you know what I mean? There he, are a lot of um, U.S. presidents that have been just as despicable as yeah, Trump, definitely. but ju- but just not as visible, not as we, we're not. You know, they didn't possess the same celebrity status that he yeah. does. Exactly, and at the same time, you know, we're still talking about him rather than talking about Theresa May. Oh, you know, the yeah. the, the yeah. devil herself. Mm. It's just even to look at her, it's like, <laughs> you don't even worry that you're going to turn to stone. Remember Medusa? Yeah, yeah. for real. We're anyway. just in a game. You know, we're in a we're we're in a giant game, and we have to almost. We what I find is is that you know you have to be within the game to maneuver yourself mm. effectively within it. You know, mm. it's hard to be outside of the game, looking in it, complaining about the way the game's yeah. been played. Sometimes you've just got to go inner and focus on our internal power mm. and how we can use that to benefit ourselves and our loved ones, so we can at least grow within this Babylon system that we're all placed within. Yeah, and I think that is the perfect way to end episode twenty of the Thanks for Trying podcast. So thank you very much to my guests, Melody Kane and Michael Payne. Big up. Thanks for having us. You have been listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 20. A nice and short one this month, you know what I mean? You can just about do a little quick gym session 
during this. Big thank you to my guests Melody Kane and Michael Payne. And don't forget, go cop your tickets for the live podcast March 25th, The Phoenix in London, Romesh Ranganathan and a secret top secret special guest. And my album, of course, this is where it gets good, out right now. Go have a listen. Enjoy that shit. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.